Are you tired of people only telling you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear? Me too. I'm Lauren Lahav, and for the last 30 years, I've been blessed to speak to thousands of people around the world and share the stage with some of the world's biggest thought leaders, including Barbara Walters, Tony Robbins, Barbara Corcoran, and Gary Vee. The Get Real podcast is my way of breaking down the BS of the filters of what we say and what we do. Real life, real issues, real solutions. Trust me when I tell you, it wasn't always like that for me. And I'm excited to help you through sharing what has worked for me, but most importantly, what didn't work for me. In the world of political correctness and living our lives on social media, what is real? In my life, I always look to people who understand what I'm going through and are willing to be real with me to help me move through it. With this podcast, I want to be that person for you. Whether it's just us or I bring in one of my friends, I promise these episodes will make a difference in your life. So strap in, hang on tight, and let's get real. And now it's time to get into the podcast. Here's Lauren. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Real and Stay True. How cool, Blake, that the name of your amazing company is Dream Come True Canine. That is pretty freaking excited. I'm very, yeah. very, 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 very honored to have you here today. Blake Rodriguez, he'll uh, share a little bit about what he does, but I met him via my son, Joss, and they're working together on some great things to get this his message really out there more about not just, I don't think it's more training your dog. You don't talk about that, but I think it's more like understanding. Like when you did our virtual training session, our first virtual training session, I was so excited because it was really about understanding and appreciating your dog and understanding and appreciating your relationship with your dog. That's why I really wanted to do a podcast with you because I was like, people need to hear you. People need to get your message. People need to understand because I, you know, we had had some challenge with, years ago with our um, some of our dogs when we merged our family and i just want to acknowledge you for someone who is just so real and so like let's get to what the what what the relationship between you and your dog is all about so anyway tell me all about you tell our audience all about you and how you got into this give us a little bit of an overview yeah well um well first of all thank you for having me i, I think this is a really cool opportunity and uh, I'm, I'm glad to be able to share my story and what it is that we do with your audience where do I begin? I think it all started with the love that I had for dogs, which came from a place where growing up, I actually wasn't allowed to have dogs. My, my father always told me, he goes, hey, listen, owning a dog is more than just feeding it and walking it. And until you're old enough to understand that, you can't have a dog. So I, I, you know, I, I hated my parents for that. Uh, eventually, I went to school and got a puppy. And the puppy that I got was with an on and off girlfriend in college who was like, hey, you know, we should get a puppy. And I'm like, yeah, you know, when, when things get serious one day, we should totally get a puppy. I, I want to say maybe two weeks after that, I got a text message image from who the girl is now my wife. Uh, I got a text message image. and was like, look at our new puppy. And I had this pup, fell in love with this dog. And I think the recurring trend or the recurring theme for everyone is I have a great dog, but... And when people ask me what type of trainer I am, I, I tell them I'm a butt trainer because I'm here to fix the butts. Some of those butts are mild. Some of those butts are severe. 
But as dog owners and dog lovers, there is always going to be a but. My dog is great, but he pulls on leash. Oh, my dog is great, but she's not so good or she's nervous around kids or she's fantastic, but can't be trusted off leash. And, and the butts range from aggression to anxiety to fear to pulling on leash to uh, being unreliable off leash and all of these different things. There were always butts. And I ended up with a dog that was fantastic, but he had a lot of butts. So I started learning about these things. And I, I'm a very competitive person. Like I grew up playing sports my entire life. I, I refuse to believe that the things that we were struggling with relationship-wise was a result of the dog's breed or was a result of the traumatic past. Or I couldn't even give that excuse, which is a big excuse um, today with rescue. People go, oh, well, my dog is a rescue. And the reason why the dog is doing this is probably because of this background that they're not even really sure of. I didn't have the luxury of being able to put this on that past because we got the dog as a puppy. So anything that developed moving forward, it had to have been something that we did unintentionally or something that we were not doing. So I wanted to get to the bottom of that. And I was like, I, I need to figure this stuff out. And um, I started fixing the butts and I enjoyed it and I was good at it. And I was like, you know what? Wouldn't it be cool if I can learn more about this? Wouldn't it be cool if throughout me enjoying it, throughout me being good at it, throughout me learning why some things worked and why they did, uh, did not, I could also potentially get paid for it. And that's the long story short. Oh, I love it. You're the butt man. Oh my gosh. You would have had a lot of butts for us when we were, <laughs> well, I, you know, it's funny because my parents, I I was, uh, I actually had a lot of dogs growing up. We lived in the country and my mom, I'm, I'm, I just, my mom is just such a, my mom and dad, my dad's, you know, passed away, but my mom, she was all about, how could we save a dog? I remember we used to, I grew up at the flea markets, Dreamland driving every, you know, every Saturday and Sunday at 4.30 a.m. packing up boxes. And one time my mom found this, saw these boys, you know, this was a long, long time ago. You know, I mean, I'm 55. So this was, I was like 10 years old. So probably like 1975. I remember my mom, she saw these boys selling these little puppies and she goes, shame on you. You shouldn't sell these puppies. And she took this, you know, got this puppy and uh, her name was Flea Market, obviously. Um, but one time, you know, anytime there was a stray, we would pick it up. So I grew up with a very motley crew, if, if you would, you know, of dogs. I mean, all kinds, all kinds of dogs. But, but, we go back to the butts. <laughs> There's always a but. Well, here, one, one question I have is, what is your secret? You just, you just gave away your age. You're 55. Yeah. What's the secret to, to looking young? Because I, I would have never guessed that. Hanging around young people, I think. I just, you know, I, I'm really, really grateful for all that I have. I just, I'm always looking for how can I be better? Who can I serve? Who can I help? Lots of fruits and vegetables, and I guess that's it. Are you doing anything special throughout, like, the quarantine kind of situation? or We're, we're cooking at home a lot. Well, my husband's cooking mm -hmm. at home a lot. What am I doing special? I'm, I'm really sticking to my schedule, I think is okay. really important. I hear everybody like, oh, you need a schedule, and I'm like, Oh, thank God I've already got a schedule in place that I'm being committed to before my quarantine. Just, uh, I keep into what I did before, but just not going out, I guess is I'm sticking to the quarantine. That's the one thing is been really important for me. But as you know, we got a puppy during this mm. quarantine time. And it was really interesting that you were sharing, you know, lots of times people get dogs maybe to fix a situation and that's really not the time to get a dog. Can you talk a little bit yeah. about that? 
Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. You actually talk about sticking to schedule. And I think that's actually, there's so many parallels with being a responsible dog owner that are important to understand is that when you're getting this dog or, or even during these times with the pandemic and everything is that sticking to a schedule is important for not only the, the dog, but important for us. You know, um, if, if you want to stay sane, continue to train, I, I think is, is very, very important during this time. And looking at people or the average person, there are a lot of pros and cons right now with people that want to take advantage of this opportunity and say, hey, I want to get a dog or I want to rescue this dog. And I'm, I'm not necessarily against getting a dog at this time. I think it's just really important for people to understand the reasons for why they might want a dog. So uh, I had a buddy who, who reached out to me. I've had like probably 10 friends but between that I've, friends that I've grown up with or friends that I went to college with who've reached out during this time and said, hey man, because they know what I do for a living. And they go, I'm thinking about getting this dog you know, what do you think? And the first thing that I tell them is, is let's make sure you're getting the dog for the right reasons. If you're getting a dog to keep you busy or you're getting a dog purely for you, understand what your lifestyle is like and does that complement the dog or is that going to fulfill what the dog needs? Because so many people are quote unquote dog lovers from the perspective of what they want to get out of it, not understanding what the dog needs and what you need to provide and the schedule that you need to keep for that dog. And I think these things are really, really important. You want to make sure when you're getting a dog that you're kind of, it's either going to put you in a place where it can get your life together because you know what it takes, or you understand that your life is already in a good place. You don't really have problems. You're set financially. You know, you're good here. You don't have like marriage issues and all these things. You're in a place where if you are rescuing a dog that is potentially fearful, nervous, aggressive, that's a problem that you're going to need to help problem solve with your dog. And you're ready to take the time to problem solve and help this dog. Right. Unfortunately, a lot of people that rescue these dogs want to pick the dog off of their looks, regardless of the fact that it's, it's a resource guard or it's this, or it's not so good with dogs. And the reality is love and cookies by itself doesn't help these dogs. So you have to understand the commitment that you're making when you take this dog. And I think as long as people understand that, and go ahead and, and get your dogs. Unfortunately, our bread and butter and the thing that keeps us in business, and I think I told you this, is that the bad dogs, the crazy cases that we're dealing with and that we're seeing are not coming from bad people on average. They're coming from people that love their dogs that just don't understand what they're doing or what they're unintentionally reinforcing. I'm talking the worst of the worst. Right. I love, though, that you've made it, that you have that resource now, and we'll share a little bit. I hope you share about the, the course that you have when you, yes. um, I'd love if you share about the basics, because I think lots of times people don't think about the basics of things. Like you said, like you said it for me, like, what am I doing in the quarantine? I'm sticking to the basics, right? Yeah. Everything's back to the basics of things that we should normally do anyway. My schedule, you know, when I get up, make sure you get up and don't just, you know, put on your pajamas, make sure you actually get ready for the day. Make sure you, yeah. you know, have, I have my, I've always had my block times of, of working from 10 to two. That's when I hunker down and work. And then I have my, I pick, pick up my daughter, you know, after that, and we spend a little bit of time together. So sticking to those things, what are the basics that everybody needs, no matter what's going on yeah. with their dog? What are the basics? Yeah. Well, the basics, I think is what you need to look at is you want a strong relationship with your dog. And one of the key components to creating a true 
strong relationship with your dog revolves around communicating clearly. And I, I think that it's kind of fair to say that communication is an essential piece for any relationship. If you're not communicating, how strong is the relationship? You have to be able to communicate. And I feel that this is where we tend to drop the ball as dog owners is that we love our dog and our dog loves us, but the communication is not as clear as it can be. And that's one of the main reasons why like so many people are trying to get their dogs to stop doing something or trying to teach your dogs to do something, but they're struggling and the dog loves them. So the question that I ask is if the dog loves you and you love your dog, why is it, is it so hard to get your dog to stop doing this or to teach this? It's because communication is not as clear as it could be. So what we focus on is that. That's important. You need that. That's what the fundamental online course is about. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny. We say how you do anything is how you do everything. And uh, we, I always say this, you know, you never hear a relationship breaking up because people communicated too much. Right. Sure. It's the, same, it's the sure. same thing with the dog. Right. Like you've got it. You're not understanding what's going on. Like I remember our dog, buddy, you know, like he was having a hard time getting up and everybody's like, oh, he's just getting old. And then like when you got closer to him, it was like, no, there's something that we're not hearing. It turned out he had mm -hmm. a torn, um, a torn Achilles. Something was wrong. He had wow. something, something torn. Right. And he was crying yeah. and we're like, oh, it was like, oh, he's just getting old. And it's like, no, something's not right. Right. Yeah. And so what are the things that you think people overlook where they're really not communicating yeah. with their dogs? It, one of the biggest things that we tend to overlook is we see things from a human perspective and the way that dogs interpret the world and interpret the same situations that we interpret are often very different than us. And, and understanding things from, from the perspective of the dog is very, very important because then that allows us to communicate effectively and ask for certain things in a way that the dog actually comprehends and understands. Uh, the other thing that I think tends to get overlooked is realizing what communication actually is or can be. So what I like to do is I like to look at everyday tools and everyday situations as opportunities to use as a tool. And I view every tool as a language, whether that's your leash, whether that's your body, whether that's your hand gestures, um, whether that's affection, like all of these things, I use it as a tool. And again, tools to me are languages. So there is a fundamental process of that you go through to teach the language or teach the tool before attempting to use that tool to help you to problem solve with something else. And I think more often than not, as a human species, we tend to jump into trying to do things prior to working on the fundamentals. The fundamentals are essential in life. You need a strong foundation before you can build on that. And uh, a lot of times we want to just rush into things. You know, you, we, we live in a world where people don't sit through a 60 second Instagram video because they, they're too busy and they just want to speed through it. So in, in, in this situation, it's really, really important to understand that the fundamentals are what are going to help you for the more advanced stuff. So it's worth taking your time with those things. And, and that's what actually tends to get overlooked. It's funny because when we did our first session with you and you you were talking about, he was like, well, he's not, you know, he doesn't want treats. And you're like, well, when are you giving him? You know, when are you, when are you offering that? And that just that one thing was a huge shift. And guess, and he responded very well. And now he's conditioned. So you're a husband and you're a dad and you're a dogger and you're a trainer. 
what do you see are the parallels <laughs> across the board? How have you used maybe, I don't even know how old your kids are, but um, how have you used maybe some of <laughs> So she's, that's actually a really funny question. Um, so I have, I'm big on Instagram right now. I'm, I'm learning a little bit about TikTok. Obviously I have Facebook, but I'm really active on Instagram right now. And for those of you that might not be familiar with the platform, it, it, it's, it's visually, it's really cool. You have pictures, you have videos, but Instagram stories, IG stories is pretty cool because you can just post things on the fly and you don't have to worry about it being edited or anything like that. It's kind of a behind the scenes realness because there's, not that you're fake when you're professional, but you, you, you have to act professional and in a certain manner. The cool thing about the IG stories is that people get to see you kind of like behind the scenes. So I post really, really funny stuff. And one of the things that I posted just yesterday, they, they expire after 24 hours, was me training the dogs. And for people that follow, they know some of the things that we work on. I turn around and you see my daughter going onto one of the, the dog beds or the pet cots. And that's usually what we call play. So we're like, as we're working on this with the dogs, I turn over, you see my wife, Lindsay, working on uh, teaching, teaching Shay place. And Shay runs over to the placemat and just lays down. And it, it's funny, but at the same time, the similarities at this age, my daughter is only a year old. She's, she's 15, 16 months, somewhere around there. The way that dogs and, and humans develop at an early age are, are actually very similar. Like the understanding the psychology behind it and the science behind it is, um, it's really, it's really fascinating. And it kind of almost all boils down to how valuable order, schedule, and regiment actually is for all of us. And I think, again, going back to the situation that we're in right now with this pandemic is I think what's keeping a lot of people sane is finding something to do, finding a way to keep busy. And those people are thriving and actually benefiting during this time as opposed to blaming, you know, the situation for why they can't do anything, why they have to stay at home. So I think schedule, itinerary, routine is so important. And as a dog owner, it's very, very important to provide an itinerary for our dogs, no differently than my parents did for me. My parents really wanted me to not be inside all the time. They were like, hey, you, you want to go outside? Go outside, get dirty, play sports, make friends, meet people. But do not let me catch you hanging out with that group of kids over there because my parents knew that they would be a bad influence. So it's really a matter of like staying busy, keeping a schedule, and, and it, it, everything's connected. Everything's connected. Yeah, it totally is connected. Just curious how earlier your daughter is going to be potty trained probably because you've conditioned I mean it'll be I don't mean that you know I mean seriously I mean it'd be interesting to see if she will potty train herself earlier just based on watching what she what she sees and it's a little creepy that you just brought that up because last night Lindsay and I were having this exact conversation with things that we notice she's doing she's alerting she's hinting at we're like whoa those are actually like signs that she's aware that she's peeing and doing this at a very uh, a very young age and I'm not sure if it's possible that a lot of kids do that but we're not as instinctually keyed or cued into what our kids are doing I think as dog trainers and dog owners who you know work with just a, a ridiculous amount of dogs throughout the years we're picking up on things that we might not have picked up on if we weren't in this field of work or this line of business. So there are a lot of similarities. I, I agree. Well, I think that, you know, we talk about, you know, when you're aware, you make better decisions. And when you're aware, you actually listen more. And lots of times you're like, think, oh, your, your child maybe isn't supposed to be potty trained till they're two or whatever. And so when you just buy into, oh, well, it's not happening to two, maybe it is happening earlier, right? Like yeah. maybe that development is happening earlier. 
What does your dad think now about you being a dog trainer with you not having a dog younger? And My, my parents always supported me in, in what I did. I'm, uh, I'm from New York City. I'm from Manhattan. And I had so a little bit of a backstory. I went to school uh, upstate New York to play hockey and ended up taking acting classes and, and not finishing school and coming back and was going to go into law enforcement because my, my dad's a, a, a correction officer, retired correction officer, and uh, wanted to go into the canine unit because I was into dogs, didn't do that, and came back, started working, on the, working in the, the restaurant industry where I started getting very close to a lot of high-end people within that business, from managers to like iron chefs and, and you know, all, all these people that are on like TV shows and everything. And um, I had a really good thing going for me was making good money and uh, was networking the way that I needed to. And I told my dad one day, I was like, um, I'm actually cutting my hours back in this, in this industry. And he was like, are you, is everything okay? What's going on? I was like, well, you know, the, the dog what was originally dog walking. The dog walking business is kind of like picked up to the point where dog training is needed for walking and uh, I'm really good at it and I think I can make money and I'm making decent money but right now I'm working two jobs full time and something needs to give if I want to continue to push so I told him I'm like you know I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and he's like are you sure you're gonna be okay financially and I kind of laid out my vision I had this like blueprint and stuff and he was like it sounds great but you know the hustle that's gonna gonna be required for this and uh he knows I'm a worker. He knows I'm a hard worker. I've been working all my life and uh, he supported me. He loves it. He thinks it's, it's the coolest thing what I do. And you can't really say you work for yourself. Like you have your clients and everything that you work for. But um, yeah, you know, I, I created a, a beautiful thing, but the hard work never stops. You know what I mean? So we just keep hustling and grinding and continuing to do what is necessary to make this thing work. Isn't that interesting though? Because I think that lots of times people, as parents, lots of times, we, we go, you know, that sounds really great, but it's going yep. <laughs> to take a lot of work. But I love what you said because you set a vision. You set a vision of what this could really be. You know, we, all, we always talk about vision. I, I, I'm, I'm obsessed, everybody can tell you, with manifestation boards. I'm actually doing a class about, about a hard reset because I throw up your manifestation board from the beginning of the year and let's start a new one, you know, starting in April. So I'm doing actually a class tomorrow on it, but it was interesting because I think that you have to also have a vision for your dog and the relationship that you want with your dog. Correct. And maybe people don't sit down and really just how they were to create a vision for their business. Do yeah. they create a vision of what that relationship or what that dog is going to, what it's going to be like I think you have to, in anything in life, you kind of have to see it to be able to achieve it. It has to be believable, even if it's only believable in your mind. For a lot of people that we work with, they're at their wit's end. They've gone to the vet, the vet prescribed medication, because the medication is, this is what you're dealing with. Here's something to help you with what you're dealing with. When the reality is, if you know what you're doing, on average, you don't have to be dealing with that. You have vets that are recommending this, and then you have these people that are going to trainers who are saying, hey, this dog can't be fixed or this dog needs to be euthanized or this and that. So mentally, they are already visualizing that this can't be helped, this can't be fixed, I'll give it one more shot. It's so important for what we do as dog trainers to paint a picture and begin to show 
get them out of that mindset because it's, it's an unhealthy mindset. There's, there's a, a, a piece of the puzzle that is working with the dog, but a very, very big piece of the puzzle is working on the owners and getting them to do what is necessary so that they can continue to maintain it. Yeah. And I think that is um, one of the biggest uh, misconceptions or, 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 you know, um, I guess, yeah, misnomers in, in this situation where people believe that I can pay someone money to fix the problem and then give it back to me and it's fixed and I continue doing what I was doing. And it's just not a reality. It's just not how, how right. life works. Like I think now people will have more appreciation for teachers. Right? Oh, 100%. 100%. Talk about some, hopefully some industry or whatever that's going to really shift is people are going to be like, oh my God, I've got one that I'm dealing with at home. And how do these teachers do it with, you know, 25, 30 in the class? And yeah. oh my gosh, I have so much more appreciation. You know, it's fun. It's, we had a situation, my husband had a dog, um, his name is Buddy. And, and then I have uh, Joss's dog who he had till he was 17. His name is Lego with the most beautiful lab in the world. And uh, we had a English bulldog, Mojo. Well, when we combined our families, Mojo, and when we moved into the house that Z lived in, Mojo and Buddy got in a really bad fight. Like, and I got in the middle of it. So we got a trainer and she basically said, you got to put this dog down. You know, talking about Buddy, like, you got to put this dog down. And I mean, I remember she would like take him out on the street and he was like dragging, like he wouldn't move and like, and I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. Like, this is not, this is not what we want. Like you said, like, this isn't the vision that we wanted. And, and she's like, it's not going to happen. They're never going to get better. I don't know. When we moved into a new that space. Sinks in you, that sinks in your mind when the professional is telling you this, like, you know? Yeah, I mean, they basically said, you know, it's not going to, there, there's no way. And I remember looking in both of us. So then we like, I remember we had like three kennels and we would let one out and then we wouldn't let, and then we let the other one out at a different time. And then, but we became more aware of what was happening. I'm just curious you. Then guess what? We moved into this house, best friends. Buddy still, we think goes outside. My daughter Asher thinks we're like, why does he want to go outside all the time? Like, what is he doing? Like going outside is he, is now Buddy's 15 and a half and Mojo just passed away, but our daughter was like, he's going looking for Mojo. Do you think that could be the case? Or do you think they remember? Do you think dogs remember? Or do you think yeah, that- They definitely do. Do they remember that they fought and just decided, was it that, uh, I'm, I'm just kidding, this is just a crazy question. Oh, this is actually a great question. You know, the, the interesting thing that um, a, a lot of people struggle to, to comprehend is that dogs can be friends and dogs can actually love each other they can understand that they're part of the family and they can still fight so one of the one of the big things to understand is why fights are happening what they're happening over because that's that right there can 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 prevent vet bills and prevent dogs from getting killed or injured and a lot of people don't understand it go they were just friends a second ago and then they're fighting and this and that understanding why the fighting is happening is super super important in regards to memory yeah if certain things trigger memory that that stays but the cool thing is that dogs live in the now so as a dog owner my this is my outlook of course this is this is my opinion the way that i see this is i have the opportunity to be one of two types of friends for my dog if i find myself in this situation now I can be the type of friend that dwells and sobs and stays in that place with my dog, which for me, I don't really, like granted I'm human. So I, I, I think it's sad and I understand that, but 
I don't think that I'm much of a friend by key. If you broke up with your, your husband and you're sad and all this, like at some point I want to get you up and moving. I want to get you out. I want to get you productive. I'm not going to be the type of friend that buys ice cream and eats it in bed with you and keeps you in that place. I think that's an unhealthy place to be as a dog owner. I think we have the opportunity to, to really choose, okay, what type of friend do we want to be? Do we want to buy this dog ice cream, quote unquote, or do we want to say, Hey, this is unfortunate. I get it. I was with you, but now this is what we're going to do and help the dog to get over it. It's really not much different when it comes to like, for example, abuse cases. A lot of times people will go, well, my dog uh, is very, very afraid or, or, or nervous of brooms, for example, because so we believe that, you know, she was abused by a broomstick and this and that. So, you know, we don't clean in our house. For me, it's very different. I'm going to use the broom, right. but I'm going to show this dog, hey, listen, I'm not sure how this was used wherever you were before, but this is how we use it here. Like me using the broom, life doesn't stop. I'm going to help my dog to kind of get over it. And I think that's a healthy mindset, you know? That is so great. But once again, same with parenting, same with anything else. So yeah. what is your vision? I'm, I, I adore you. I don't know you uh, very well, but I know that my son adores you. And it's like, always like, you know, what, how can we get him out there? How can we introduce him to more people? That. I love that. I know about, you know, what he does and how he really helps people make change and not just change in the moment, but lasting change. Like if there's anything that I've noticed just so for this, yep. it's like I've noticed it's not just change in the moment. It has become conditioned and lasting change. And that's why I'm so excited uh, uh, to share you with the world as much as I can. What, 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 what's your vision? Well, I, I think when you look from the perspective of being a dog lover, I want to, well, it's actually a really loaded question, but um, I want people to understand what a true dog lover is, because I, I think that is, is kind of missed in the dog world. And there are a lot of people that are loving dogs selfishly from their point of view and their perspective, not seeing the dog's point of view and perspective. And I think that once we do, we can start to really appreciate not only just dogs, but appreciate other things in life from a different perspective. I think sometimes we're so closed and narrow-minded into the way that we see things that it's very hard for us to see other people's vision or other people's side of things. Being a good dog lover has you seen things from the dog's perspective. And I think being a responsible and true dog lover, ultimately by us helping the dog helps us in so many other aspects of, of, of life, you know, and, and that's, that's, I guess if you could, if you could say that's a vision, I just, I want that for people. And I, I think um, by me helping people, I end up ultimately helping myself. Kind of like, right, there's no bad dogs, there's no bad people. It's just people with bad habits or people <laughs> or dogs with bad habits. Is that how you see well, it? I, I would say, put it this way. I, I think there are some bad dogs that exist out there. They're incredibly rare, like very, very rare. And that's like some genetic things and, and you know, really, really tough stuff. But the majority of the, I'm talking 90%, possibly even 95% of the cases that are coming to us, these are the cases that they said they need to be euthanized, they need to be this, they need to be on medication, this dog can't be helped. It's not a bad dog. It's just a dog that didn't benefit from training. It's a good dog that just got caught up in bad habits and all of these things. So um, I, I just, I just well, want to help people. Kind of like kids, right? Like yeah. they just got in certain habits or 
or whatever. So my final question that I ask everyone, well, first of all, how can people get a hold of you? I'm going to obviously put your link, but how can people get a hold of you? I know you do a lot of virtual things. I know you have the online courses. Yes. How can they get a hold of you? Instagram, all those kind of good things too. So we're doing a couple of cool things right now. First off, the company name is Dream Come True Canine. Letter K number nine is actually the logo on my hat. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. That's all Dream Come True Canine is the name. But the website are the initials. So it's dctk9.com. You can get a hold of us there. You can get a hold of me, you know, if you DM me on Instagram and stuff like that. One of the cool things that we're doing right now, again, because of the whole COVID-19 situation is we don't want to stop helping people, right? So unfortunately in New York City, we closed our doors. We have a two floor training facility. They're really a phenomenal like team. I have like 16 employees. Um, I don't even really call them employees. Like they're, they're, they're a team. I couldn't do it without them. And right now closing our doors, doors really affects them. So I'm here just trying to make sure when this is all over, we can pick up where we left off. So I'm just trying to stay busy and keep the business running. So what we're doing is we're offering discounts on virtual training sessions. I have our first group class this evening. We're doing private sessions on Zoom, 25% off. We're doing something called the Yappy Hour. And Yappy Hour is a bunch of people on Zoom can like uh, split the cost, you know, for like, I don't know, something like a hundred bucks, you know, five people can hop on like a Zoom call and you guys are splitting that amongst one another and we're taking advantage of just talking dogs. What are your issues? What do you want to work on? Whether that's starting with the fundamentals or doing advanced stuff and just trying to continue helping people. Uh, in addition to that, visualization is important. We spoke about that and people seeing things as opposed to just me talking about it is super, super important. So we actually have an online, a three-step fundamental communication system that is a $200 course that we're actually up until April 9th is the last day. And on April 9th, up until that day, including that day, you are getting this course for only $19.99. And one of the reasons I'm doing that, uh, it's, it's for two, two reasons. One, we're in a rough spot and people are filing for unemployment. They don't have jobs. They don't really have the money. This course is, 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 is worth, in my opinion, more than 200, but that's, you know, that's what it's valued at. I want to do this for people because right now people are at home and they have time and they can either make the best of that time or have that time put them in a situation where they potentially contribute to their dogs developing behavioral issues such as separation anxiety and all these other things so now more than ever for the people that want to take advantage you're at home you have time for your own sanity and your dog's sanity take advantage of these steps and everything it's 13 chapters it's broken down beautifully the science behind everything the application showing i might describe something and then we're showing it at the end and i think it's just such a beautiful course i want to be able to offer that and be considerate of the fact that you know people can benefit from this and and it, it'd be ridiculous to kind of charge that price so that's one of the things that we're doing right now and uh yeah awesome well final question is what do you do What's one thing that you do to stay true to yourself? I stick to structure and I try to make time for the things that I deem are important to me. That's Love. really, really important. There's plenty of time. You just have to sometimes make time for the things that you want to prioritize. Right. The way we do what's important, right? We yeah. Do, yeah, we do what we, Awesome. I am so excited. Like I have so many ideas. You're gonna, I'm going to drive you crazy because I've got so many ideas <laughs> I love it. I love it. to support. So Listen. thank you so much. I'm looking forward. I know I've got, a, I've got the class here and uh, can't wait to share it with people. Thank so. you so much for having me. I, I appreciate you inviting me on here. And uh, hopefully, you know, the listeners and, and the viewers enjoy this and uh, we'll be in touch for sure. Awesome.
You've been listening to the Get Real and Stay True podcast with Lauren Lahab. Head over to laurenlahab.com. That's L-O-R-E-N-L-A-H-A-V.com. And as her way of saying thank you for being a listener and subscriber to this podcast, grab a free copy of Paving Your Path with Positivity, Affirmations to Create the Change You Desire. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast. And Lauren will talk to you on the next episode.